I ask you to join me in 1 John chapter 3. I'll be reading verses 21 and 22. Thank you for being ready to share that. And then I'll be jumping over to read a passage out of 1 John chapter 5. I ask you to join me there, but first I ask you to join me in prayer. Heavenly Father, illumine our darkness and grant us to see and to hear and to rejoice in your word and your ways. We pray all of this through Jesus Christ, who is the word. We'll trust you for this, and amen. amen. First John chapter 3, verse, verses 21 and 22. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence before God. And whatever we ask, we receive from Him, because we keep His commandments and do the things that are pleasing in His sight. Then over in 1 John 5, verses 14 and 15, this is the confidence that we have, which we have before Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests which we have asked from Him. Thus far the reading of God's Word, and all of God's people said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Last week we had the 1 John 3 passage before us and we noted that the children of the Lord ought to pray in confidence because the Lord has received us and He has promised to receive our prayers. John reiterates this later on in his letter. We should have confidence before the Lord because He hears our requests, He receives us and our prayers. But here's a question for you. What if we prayed and the Lord did not ever respond? What if we prayed and we don't know if we've been heard? What if the heavens seem to be made of bronze? Perhaps this has been your experience at times. John here says you may have confidence that the Lord receives your requests. Hmm. The book of Psalms. We come to the Psalms as both a prayer book and a song book, among other things. The Psalms train us in approaching and addressing the Lord. The Psalms give guidance to our voices. But what happens if we're not heard? So it seems to us. I invite you at this time to turn in your Bibles and to give your attention to the 88th Psalm. Keep your finger there, Psalm 88. The Psalm I am about to read is unique. Psalm 88 is distinct from all the other Psalms. How so? This Psalm does not contain any answer from the Lord. There is no response from the Lord at all in this psalm. Our Lord has kindly given us a psalm of silence. The psalmist speaks, the Lord does not. The psalmist calls out, the Lord does not answer. I'll read Psalm 88. 
O Lord, the God of my salvation, I have cried out by day and in the night before you. Let my prayer come before you. Incline your ear to my cry. For my soul has had enough troubles, and my life has drawn near to Sheol. I am reckoned among those who go down to the pit. I have become like a man without strength, forsaken among the dead. Like the slain who lie in the grave, whom you remember no more, and they are cut off from your hand. You have put me in the lowest pit. In dark places, in the depths, your wrath has rested upon me, and you have afflicted me with all your waves. You have removed my acquaintances from me. You have made me an object of loathing to them. I am shut up and cannot go out. My eye has wasted away because of affliction. I have called upon you every day, O Lord. I have spread out my hands to you. Will you perform wonders for the dead? Will the departed spirits rise and praise you? Will your loving kindness be declared in the grave, your faithfulness in Abaddon? Will your wonders be made known in the darkness and your righteousness in the land of forgetfulness? But I, O Lord, have cried out to you for help. And in the morning my prayer comes before you, O Lord. Why do you reject my soul? Why do you hide your face from me? I was afflicted and about to die from my youth on. I suffer your terrors. I am overcome. Your burning anger has passed over me. Your terrors have destroyed me. They have surrounded me like water all day long. They have encompassed me altogether. You have removed lover and friend far from me. My acquaintances, darkness. Now, the Lord's silence is found in a number of psalms. Some of them even ask the Lord about His silence. How long? When? Will you forget me forever? Will you be silent forever? However, in each one of those psalms, you will find a note of hope, some reply some light breaking through the dark quiet. The 88th Psalm begins in the night, enters into the depths, and ends in darkness. Instead of a glimmer of light, this Psalm actually has darkness as the final word. My acquaintances darkness my friend friends darkness this reminds us of the words of one of our own prophets who once declared hello darkness my old friend i've come to talk with you again that prophet continued possibly scrawling it on the subway walls. And he said, But my words, like silent raindrops fell and echoed in the wells of silence. 
the psalmist here keeps crying out, voice piercing the mark, shattering the silence, and then yet the silence returns, settles in, and remains. This psalm presents the sounds of silence. This psalm is marked by a constant crying out, a calling out. I'll point them out to you again. Verse 1. I have cried out by day and in the night before you. Verse 2. Incline your ear to my cry. Verse 9. I have called upon you every day, O Lord. And verse 13. But I, O Lord, have cried out to you for help. Calling, crying, crying, calling. Curiously, each of those verses employs a different word for cry or call. In those four verses, four different Hebrew words are used for calling or crying. The crying out is well-orbed, covering the earth and our existence. Pick the term. Perhaps we have experienced this during times of despair, a rolling darkness. So we'll try anything. We long to be heard. And if the Lord is ever wordless, it is a form of death. Verse 3, we're drawn near to Sheol. Verse 4, I'm down to the pit. Verse 5, I'm forsaken among the dead like the slain in the grave. Verse 6, I'm in the lowest pit. I'm in the depths, the dark places. Verse 10, will you work wonders for the dead? What about those in the grave and Abaddon? After all this calling out, the sounds of silence continue. Frightful? Nightmarish? Despairing? Now, related to this, and yet on a light-hearted note, I would like to share with you a time when I called out repeatedly and received no response at all. Our neighbors in Arizona had a sweet little dog, a fluffy, red, huggable Bowser named Rosie. Rosie was kind, never a biter, and mostly obedient. Rosie was also an escape artist, something of a Houdini hound, a, a canine magician. Somehow she regularly got herself out of their backyard and traveled along the street side of their fence, pawing and sniffing the terrain in her newfound freedom. However, she was always heading toward the busy and dangerous crush of traffic at a busy street. Whenever I noticed the escaped doggy, I would attempt to be a good neighbor, becoming something of a part-time dog catcher, 
and I would head outside and call out, Rosie, Rosie. And every time upon hearing my voice, Rosie would obediently stop mid-sniff, mid-stride. She would allow me to approach, scoop her up in my arms, and return her to the security of our neighbor's house. Now one day, right before our move to Texas, Rosie escaped again, and this provided me with another opportunity to be a good neighbor, to pause, to go out and gather this neighbor doggy and to bring her home. Well, according to the routine, I went outside to the street, looked both ways, and called her name, Rosie. She kept going. Louder, I called again, Rosie. She did not stop. Then, lifting my voice to crazy neighbor volume, I yelled again. Rosie continued toward the busy street. Her four paws did not pause at all. I took off, beginning something of a brisk waddle jog to catch the furry fugitive. I continued to call the dog, and uh, she continued to ignore me. Her pace was slow, and my waddle jog allowed me to catch up to her. I scooped her up in my arms and began walking back to our neighbor's place. And during that walk, being someone who then and still to this day talks to dogs knowing that they cannot answer, I'm holding this dog and I said, Rosie, what's wrong with you? What's going on? I kept asking, and the dog kept silent. No answer. I, I returned her to the safety of her backyard, and her owner, my neighbor Dave, came out and received his doggy, and he thanked me for returning her. You are welcome, I said, and I also used this moment to point out the oddity of Rosie not responding at all. Dave, she didn't listen this time. My neighbor explained that his dog could not hear. She was deaf. With that tidbit of news, he could tell that I needed an explanation. I also felt a bit of a clown since I had been out running around the neighborhood hollering at a deaf dog. <laughs> Turns out there was a very good explanation. This was their second Rosie. Same breed, same appearance, and the same name. It's just this one was deaf and could not hear or respond to my cries. All right, now that's a true story, and it's a silly story. Yet Psalm 88 is not silly at all. Nor are our experiences of making requests to the Lord, praying to the Lord, and receiving silence. The silent non-responsiveness 
of the Lord in Psalm 88 is very different than what I experienced. Our Lord's silence is never due to deafness or inability. The Lord's silence does not mean He doesn't hear, doesn't care, doesn't love, or has perhaps gone away on some journey. The beloved son cried out from the cross and the heavens seemed mute. Still, we know that our Lord delights in the prayers of his children. Psalm 34, 15, the eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous and his ears are open to their cry. Psalm 145, 18, the Lord is near to all who call upon him, to all who call upon him in truth. Still, yet, our own experience shows that there are times when the Lord is silent. So, in conclusion, this leads to the question, why might this psalm be included in the Bible? Well, it's a masculine, which means it's an instructive psalm. What is it we are to learn, to be instructed about or of? Over the years, I have found this psalm to be very helpful personally and even pastorally. An instructive psalm. Here we go. This psalm smells real. It reveals the honest texture of life. There are times when we are wrapped in silence and enveloped in the unknown. Often. Even so, the Lord stays in control and He will reply in His good timing. Thankfully, this psalm is in God's Word and it shows us that we are not in control and our calendars are not in charge. We know that we are to wait upon the Lord we have not been told how long we are to wait upon the Lord. Our walk with the Lord is a walk, and sometimes we have a tendency to turn it into a sprint. Not every meal is a microwavable bowl. Some meals come to us after long planning and long preparation. This psalm kindly reminds us that life is not made up of short episodes where everything is resolved in 30 minutes or until the next advertiser pops up. This psalm points us to persistence day and night, every day. We are reminded of the persistence of Job or the clinging of a Ruth or a Mary we need such reminders because we are lazy and we need to be bumped or nudged and reminded that dependence upon the Lord is a good place to be no matter our situation. So even if the Lord is silent, He is silent in His faithfulness. 
Because of all this, Psalm 88, with all of its grit and its depth and its darkness and despair, punctures the disnification of life. Things become disnified when everything needs to be picture perfect. Not a hair out of place. Everything Instagrammable. It is then that we hear the lines, You're okay. So am I. Everything is perfect. Or everything is awesome. Believe in yourself. Or I hope you believe in yourself more than I believe in you. This psalm exposes the tragic, sinful notion of self-belief. I like to say, don't believe in yourself. Don't go there. This psalm shows someone at the end of himself or herself, which is not a bad place to be. Finally, in the depths and the darkness, we all long for a sound, something, light. We long for a sound to break the silence, a response, an answer, a word. And the wordlessness of Psalm 88 has been answered with a word, with the word, because the word became flesh and dwelt among us. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.